0: Any type of healthcare company that really wants to get in front of the largest amount of people who may be interested in their services should consider investing in SEO.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Care Frontiers podcast, the show where we bring healthcare professionals to share with us their own experience running a successful medical business. Joining me today, the CEO of Digital Authority Partners and the Healthcare Weekly magazine, Kodrin Arsene. Kodrin, welcome to our show.
0: Salman, thank you so much for uh, inviting me to the show.
1: My pleasure. So, Codrin, before we get into the deep into the actual content, tell us a little bit about you and what inspires you to venture into this career path and build digital authority.
0: Um, absolutely. So, Digital Authority Partners is a consulting agency out of uh, Chicago, Illinois. We work with a variety of companies, but about 60% of our business is in healthcare, uh, focusing both on what we call digital transformation, which is helping uh, health systems, insurance companies, pharma companies build digital experiences. So I think mobile applications, websites, chatbots, artificial intelligence solutions, And the second part of the company, which is like 35% of the company focuses on helping healthcare companies market their products. So that's go to market, but most importantly, just growing their brands through a variety of uh, tactics such as SEO, PPC, social, et cetera. And um, yeah, I started the company, um, originally was kind of on the side, I still worked for a multinational company back in 2015 and within a year um, the digital order partners company was generating enough revenue that myself and two other co-founders decided to take it full time and we have now grown to having 54 employees uh, working uh, all over the U.S. and um, some of them even internationally. We work with um, some of the biggest companies in the, in the healthcare space here in the United States.
1: Absolutely, uh, Corderin. You worked with the uh, healthcare professionals, and you worked also with other industries. And uh, part, a big part of digital authority is doing marketing services for for uh, for your clients. So, and I I really want to know the, what makes the difference between healthcare marketing and the marketing in other, let's say, consumer brands or other industries.
0: Yes. Marketing in healthcare is is tricky. Uh, First, because you have very different constituents. Um, So if you're an insurance company, the way you market to consumers is different than if you're a pharma company, let's say, and you have developed a new drug, which successfully treats a medical condition. Um, Some parts of healthcare are significantly more regulated than others. So there are statements that Let's say if you worked in financial technologies, if you worked in e-commerce, if you worked for a government organization, you could make, but in healthcare, the same statements cannot be made with regards to the product that you're building. So really the the biggest struggle is of course, just regulation, what can be said, how, in what conditions. Um, The other part of course, is the fact that um, much of the healthcare industry Uh, unless you're talking about just doctors that uh, interact directly with patients, happens in in the back office. Uh, The biggest cost associated with healthcare is just companies that uh, provide a series of services that most of us and consumers, we never think about. Uh, We'll never know about them, etc. So, um, yeah, it's, it's very tricky when you do marketing, because if I do marketing, say, for a B2B company that has created a software that will make hospitals more efficient, the way you go about marketing types of assets that you have to build are very different than, say, I'm a medical practice in Chicago or in London, and I want to acquire more customers. So focus, branding, messaging, um, the tools available to grow your business within the healthcare space differs widely based on um, ultimately your uh, target audience.
1: Mm-hmm. While while we're on this on the on the topic of uh, marketing, and uh, I know that you you wrote uh, a lot of articles on marketing in the Digital Authority uh, uh, blog, and uh, one of the things that you almost always uh, emphasize on in that is CEO CEO. So. Can you tell us why healthcare providers should make uh, SEOs a a priority to establish a strong online presence?
0: Sure. So SEO is short for search engine optimization. And really what it boils down to is people go online to find an answer to a question that they have. And they type in that question in Google or in Bing or um, in other browsers. So a question that I had recently was um, what is the recovery time for a root canal? I had a root canal. I had a lot of meetings during that week. I wanted to make sure that I can be you know, up and running right away. Like that question, how long does it take to do a root canal? People have a tremendous amount of questions about their health. And um, that's why there's a term for us. It's called Dr. Google. So many people go online to um, search for information on medical conditions, be those chronic conditions, or just event-based medical care that they need. Like I have a problem right now, I need to take care of it in the medical space. And where do people go? They go to Google. SEO is the discipline of making sure that your search result, your article, your landing page shows up at the top of search results when people Google a specific um, question or keyword that they're interested in for which your company provides a service that would actually um, be perfect. And what do we call it? The moments of care and to buy or to engage with the brand. So the reason why SEO is incredibly important, not just for healthcare providers, but in general is that 80, or I'm sorry, 94% of what people click on in Google is um, organic search results. When we talk about SEO, we talk about organic search results. How do I show up at the top of Google for organic search results? The remaining 6% is PPC, which is any brand, any company in the world can just go open an ads account with Google and they can pay to be at the top of search results, and then they, they pay based on how many people click to get to that landing page. The reason why SEO is important, A, as I said, 94% of people will only click on organic search results. So if you just run ads, you're missing out on 94% of people, but also because the cost of SEO is significantly lower in the long-term than the cost for paid ads or even social and, and other marketing techniques. So, Because of all of these, ultimately, financial considerations, any type of healthcare company that really wants to get in front of the largest amount of people who may be interested in their services should consider investing in SEO. Now, of course, the trick and the challenge with SEO is that it's not overnight. If you're a new brand or if you have not invested in content marketing, it will usually take 9 to 12 months before you can actually see results versus with paid ads where you just turn it on, you put your credit card on file, and you may see traffic right away. So there's pros and cons to SEO, but ultimately it is the the primary uh, uh, way through which consumers find and ultimately interact with healthcare organizations and brands.
1: Mm -hmm. So... Uh, you you touched on uh, the the patients or the would be patients when they are uh, having questions like like yourself and how do you how do uh, patients or would be patients transition from let's say uh, a regular reader of a blog or of a, of an article to to uh, a coming patient to to the actual facility.
0: So um, there are multiple ways to. Um, look for things online. And that has to do with the search intent. So search intent can be a variety of things. One can be, I want to buy something. So if I look for black shoes for sale, for example, I have an inherent purchase um, decision that I've already made before I went to Google. Like I want to buy black shoes. Mm -hmm. Um, If I want to look for dentist, dental office n- near me, I want to go to a dental office right away. Um, if I'm looking, for example, for um, OCD uh, services or let's see, let's say high blood pressure management techniques, that's a different type of purchase intent. If I'm looking for high blood pressure uh techniques, what I'm really looking for is educational content, which is the other big bucket of a purchase intent right I'm not necessarily looking to buy a service. I'm not looking to go to a dental office. I'm just trying to get educated about let's say my condition and how I can manage it. Um, when you have a direct purchase intent, um, the first thing that's very important is that that user gets to a landing page. So when you do SEO and content marketing, you think about both. You think like, how do I create block content, which I get the people who just want to get educated about a specific topic versus the landing pages that very succinctly talk about my value proposition, the service I provide and how people can interact with me. Now, of course, it doesn't mean that the block content is not something that I want to convert some of those people into paying customers. But um, one should expect that the the conversion that comes from the blog would be significantly lower than the conversion that comes from people who end up on your landing page. Now, when it comes down to conversion, that's not an SEO question. Um, An SEO question is simply, can I get the qualified traffic to my website? Uh, How I turn it into a paying customer, that's a conversion optimization question, which is ultimately a web design question. What you need to understand is that like a blog, if you just put a blog in there, and yes, sure, you have a global navigation with your services, people may or may not see them or may just be focused directly on the blog content, at which point you need to create a variety of strategies to which you convert people from being just active readers of your content into being interested in your services how you do that there's a variety of strategies so for example you can put banners inside of the article which is hey you know i'm a doctor in chicago click here for more details or you can have a pop-up which basically says hey i see you're interested in um best tips on how to deal with the root canal do you want to learn more about the root canal service that we provide Third, you can have banners on the side of um, your, uh, your blog, which very um, directly calls out the services that you provide. Uh, fourth, you can have, let's say, either eBooks or white papers or checklists. Checklists are very popular. It's just gathering email addresses with, um, uh, of people that you want to interact with. So in the example above, uh, the The example would be like, hey, you're, I, I see you're you're reading about uh, a root canal. Um, if you want to get a checklist of what you should do after the root canal, put your email address here, and I'll you can download it. So, see, these are all conversion optimization tactics, which have nothing to do with SEO. So, uh, you know, I can get you a hundred thousand new organic visitors per month, and you may still have zero conversion if your overall website is not structured, but also optimized in a way to push people, these organic visitors, through your purchase cycle down the funnel to where they interact with you or even purchase from you directly through the website.
1: So, uh, SEO is all about attracting the traffic and that ha- and what happens after is all about uh, multiple layers of conversion and other strategies that go, go under the, the background.
0: Yes, SEO, just search engine optimization. It's getting organic visitors from Google to your website. That is where SEO ends as a discipline. And everything else that happens on the website um, is a function of conversion rate optimization and just website optimization.
1: Mm -hmm. So you mentioned uh, earlier about... uh... PPC and pay-per-click advertising. And uh, I really want to touch on uh, the main, let's say, differences between uh, SEO and PPC and when should uh, healthcare providers prioritize one over the other and what are the the pros and cons of each?
0: Yeah, so usually uh, if you're a new business, you want to do PPC. It means you want to do ads. When you're a new business, or you haven't invested in your website, or you just need to fill up your books um, as a doctor, you should invest in PPC. The drawback of PPC, of course, is that the second a person clicks on an ad, you get charged. Right? You get uh, you know you you can literally, if you're not uh, if you're not paying attention, or if you do not put a, a maximum daily budget, you can spend a hundred thousand a day. Now, the problem goes back to conversion, which is if your website is not um, designed in a way that the user wants to interact with your brand, you may spend $10,000, 100000 whatever, and that money's gone, right? If your site is not good enough to convert, the money is gone. Now, if you're a new business, you do want to uh, spend money on PPC because... Um, Even seeing that people do not convert is valuable information and a data point that you should use in how to structure and redesign your website. Um, The reason why PPC is not necessarily the preferred route as a long-term strategy for marketing success is multifold. Um, A, um, you may have competitors who... Uh, seasonally would spend a lot more money than you, in which case you cannot even get that traffic. Most of PPC, most of Google ads, and even social ads, um, they operate as a marketplace, which means if your competitor comes in and says, I'm willing to pay double the price, then your cost per click goes up twofold. Um, So you see this um, at different moments in time, um, let's say uh, around Christmas, for example, when, when people are not careful about how, uh, how they eat, what they drink, and then a lot of them may end up in a hospital or needing other types of health care services, where the cost of acquisition, which is what this boils down to, goes significantly through the roof. Uh, you don't get that with SEO. Right, SEO is a long-term strategy to get the top of search results. Yes, competitors can absolutely invest and try to outrank you, but you don't have that wild variation in pricing, which just happens uh, ultimately overnight. Um, and, and secondly, studies after studies have proven that ultimately what it goes down to if you are an established business and you invest both in PPC and SEO, the cost of running paid campaigns is almost always significantly higher than the cost of acquiring um, new customers through just pure SEO. So, usually, um, the cost of acquiring a new customer is six times higher for PPC than it is for SEO if you do that consistently. That's a drawback. So to summarize it, if you're a small business, uh, medical business, and you just started um, um, doing your marketing, you should start with PPC, observe, optimize your website, um, and you can, of course, invest in SEO, but do not expect SEO results to come in for at least six to nine months, depending on how competitive your specific industry and business type is at a local level. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Colin, what would you say that the t- is the toughest part of the the whole uh, SEO uh, strategy, particularly in healthcare?
0: Yeah, so it's it's a, there's a few challenges um, that medical practices should should be familiar with or should should know about. The first one I just mentioned, which is you have to have patience. Um, If you want to see a return on investment on SEO, say in a month or two, just forget it. It doesn't happen that way. Um, Right now, if you're a new business, the average time to see significant SEO results is around one year. If you're an established practice and then um, you just had an SEO company that that was not very good, um, then um, another company coming in could show you results in like three to four to six months. But if you're new, just you have to think about it as a long-term investment, and not get pissed off if you don't see the results right away, and not necessarily think like it is the fault of the company or your employees that you hired for purposes of doing the SEO um, that you don't see the results. So patience is one of them. The second thing, and this is very important, um, is that you cannot right off the bat of rank from an SEO point of view for the most competitive keyword. So let's take your agency, for example, right? Like you provide healthcare branding services. And if you wanted to be number one for healthcare branding right off the bat, it may take a very long time to get there or you may not get there at all because you need to understand that Google wants to first understand your website, see the value of your website, see the authority of the website, And then eventually you're gonna rank for your top keyword. So I always give this example, uh, you know, uh, when I was younger, like I would play uh, World of Warcraft. And if I was going against other players that had more powers and more power ups, like I would just be dead, right? Like they would kill me and then I would just lose the life. Uh, But the one way you could get more powers is if you go to the woods and you kill boars and you kill a lot of boars, you waste a lot of flicking time, but you get the power ups needed to then uh, kill your opponents in the game. SEO is um, a game of killing boars and the enemy is the top result, which in this case, in your case would be healthcare branding. So what does that mean in practice? It means that if you understand that healthcare branding is the most competitive keyword, you have to first define and do some research and understand what are easier keywords that nobody's competing over, that I can create long form assets that, answer those questions, which then Google sees and understands, okay, I'm an authority in those particular topics. And after that, once you become the authority, then you try to rank for healthcare branding. I know this sounds confusing. It's what's called a, an SEO keyword universe, but let me give you uh, some very specific examples. I'm writing so, example, my notes.
1: I'm writing my notes. <laughs> Excellent.
0: <laughs> Excellent. So healthcare branding is medium difficulty. Um, which is not bad, but it's not great if you're just starting. But there are other keywords which are actually very easy. For example, medical device branding. You know, it doesn't get a lot of traffic. It's about 100 organic visits per month in the United States, but difficulty is zero, which means that if you create an ultimate guide on medical device branding, your likelihood of getting to the top of your results is very high. Similarly, hospital branding, also getting around 150 organic visitors per month, difficulty is incredibly low. Medical branding, here's another example of something that's very easy to rank for. Um, doctor ads, you know, it's not something that's going to make you money, but it's super easy to rank for. So why do we do, like, why do we create these assets, um, the boars in the forest? is because it's significantly easier to rank for them, and in ranking for those assets, you make Google trust you as an authority in, on this topic. And once you rank for all these assets, that's When you create your healthcare branding um, money-making asset, you link from all these articles to that healthcare branding landing page um, and or article. And then you start finally ranking for the more competitive, but also your money-making keyword. So you have to create this uh, foundational um, structure in place that Google trusts you for it before you can get to that healthcare branding, moneymaker. So going back to your question, the mistake is everybody wants the money-making keyword, but doesn't understand that it's not how Google analyzes and interprets and looks at websites. You first establish trust, and then Google is going to reward you with the, the, the keyword that's going to make you money. So if people and, and companies go to SEO agencies and they just ask, like, hey, can I just go for this keyword?, and some agencies will say, yes, they'll do the work, but you're never going to get the result. Um, so you have to first invest in easy things to do and then go for your money-making keyword.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, today I'm getting free consultation from you,
0: Codrin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh,
1: so speaking of these uh, kind of advices, to contrast that, what would you say is the, the most common, uh, let's say, mistakes that... Uh, healthcare brands do when they start uh, establishing uh, a seo presence
0: yeah i mean the the mistake is a not investing enough money b not investing um for enough for an enough period of time that you actually see the results and just blame it on um on factors that have nothing to do with whether you're going to rank or not which is like you can brand you can Blame someone like, as I said, after you know, let's say sixty days. Like, hey, I don't get any traffic because you don't understand. It will take up to a year before Google trusts you as a platform, uh, and and C um, is not listening to the advice that um, either agencies or own employees provide you with. Either people who say, hey, your website may get traffic, but your L is never going to convert. Or in addition to creating content, you have um, severe issues with your website that impact Google crawlability, uh, which is another discipline called technical SEO, and not acting on both the recommendations and uh, investing the time and effort that it takes to see the results from SEO.
1: Codron, to close this off, do you have, uh, let's say, any uh, takeaways that to share with listeners about uh, uh, content marketing and SEO in general?
0: Um, the, there's a two. There's two things that you should should uh, bear in mind. A SEO is is absolutely the best way to acquire customers in the long term. Uh, you know, like I've worked in SEO and marketing for about a decade now, and I mentioned at the beginning, is that I started the company um, as an aside, as a way to just moonlight and make some additional money. And now the company uh, makes more than $5 million in revenue and we're growing and growing year after year. The reason uh, why this happens is that from day one, I, I did SEO, well, I also had the knowledge, right? So, you know, I didn't have to pay anyone for it. Um, And I invested heavily into this practice, particularly because at the time I didn't actually have the money for PPC ads. um, And I didn't want to invest a lot um, um, when it was just like a side business. So to me, there's no better way in the long term to to acquire new customers if you uh, do it and if you do it well. And, And the second part, as I mentioned before, just be patient. It's not going to happen overnight, but once it does, your company is going to absolutely grow uh, exponentially, and um, it may even grow beyond what you could possibly imagine.
1: Thank you so much, Codrin. Uh, you were awesome.
0: It's a little, little, real pleasure, uh, Sliman. And real- I wish you all the best with your uh, podcast.
1: It's an honor. It's, it's an honor. If you want more from Codrin, uh, connect with him on LinkedIn at codrinarsin and if you'd like to reach him out personally, all of his contact information are in the show notes. Make sure to also visit digitalauthority.me for more helpful marketing resources. Codrin, uh, do you have anything you want to add?
0: That's it. I mean, I everybody should know I read every single email I receive. Uh, it's You can just send me a note at C as in Charlie at digitalauthority.me or just go to the website or um, add me on LinkedIn. I may not answer to every email I get, but I will always read every single email in my inbox.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was called during our scene.